And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Be kind of cool to do it like a reality TV Star Trek crossover where you could have like the Borg fight against the Kardashians. It'll kind of work. Oh, God. <laughs> you just made a Kardashian Kardashian joke. That's Thank good. You. If Mark was here, yeah. he would if Mark kill was me. here, he would have been like, uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> I have a dog. <laughs> good evening and welcome to Is It a Bicycle? Season 10, Episode 17. The original and bestest ever TV and movie podcast. My name is Stephen Wrigley and I'll be your host for this evening. Uh, beside me have a man who said, uh, my ex uh, got run down by a bus. Man, that could have been me. But we all <laughs> laughed, as we all know he can't drive a bus. It's Mike, the McDonough. McDonough. Also beside me have a lady who entered what she ate today in her fitness app and I called an ambulance for her. It's Shona. I love <laughs> O'Flaherty. Live from Vegas, we have a man who says time heals all wounds unless it's infected or has gangrene or something. It's Sean <laughs> Leonard. Usually he's a really nice guy, but... On occasion, he can be just be a bastard. Yeah. <laughs> this week, we'll be discussing some movies in the shape of The Jungle Book and The Trust, and some TV in the form of American Grit. Of course, we'll have the usuals with the news and some previews. Come to a bicycle near you. So, how are we doing? Hey, guys. Fantastic, Steve. Sean, are you with us still? So, I, oh, yes. I am. He's I back. Feel, I, I feel like it's my obligation uh, hereditary or inherited as it may be to tell some sort of story about my home life. I feel like this weird urge to do that, but I don't, I don't have any, uh, animals that have no visible talents and I don't have any broken appliances. That I have any stories to tell about. So I don't know. Like I really, I got nothing. Why don't you tell us about, uh, growing a beard? How, how is that? Oh, it's been hard on all of us. <laughs> uh, or how about having your hopes and aspirations crushed by a family that never understood you? <laughs> okay, I can do one of those. Uh, recently, I went to a pop-up concert, a surprise concert that the Killers did here in Vegas because oh. they're local, you know? Yeah. So we're talking like a, this is about one-sixth the size of the venues they usually play uh, called the Bunkhouse in Las Vegas. So some friends sent me a message. I was in a massage chair feeling great. And they went, are you free for the night? We're not going to tell you where we're taking you, but you're going to love it. And I was like, if I want to be the kind of person I want to be, I need to say yes to this. Take me wherever you want to take me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, you know, usually would end horrifically. But luckily, um, I ended up at this concert. I was front row. I got to touch Brandon Flowers' chest. And at one point, I just leant forward for a high five, and he gave it to me. He gave it to me. Nice. He knew I wanted it real bad. Yeah, it was really it great. <laughs> so I sent a picture to my family. Um, well, I put it up on Facebook, and, and you know, I was talking to them about it. So my, my dad went and looked at it, and he actually has the first comment on this picture. Uh, which So he said this. They're coming to visit uh, in the summer, so it's, you know, it's going to be great. So we're just trying to keep in touch. You know? So dad goes, either shirt too small or belly too big. Sort one of those out before the mothership sees you. <laughs> so I was kind of like, cheers, dad. Cheers. Um, and the next time I was talking to them, you know, I sent a message to ma'am and I said, ma'am, I did it. Graduated from my three-year degree. I'm ready to be a screenwriter, ready to write poetry, ready to do all this stuff. I defended my thesis. And she said, oh, very Good. Very good. Check to make sure your suit still fits. I think you're a bigger man now. So, so for anyone who's wondering 
about how Steve was referring to the soul-crushing nature, or Mike was referring to the soul-crushing nature of my family. <laughs> John, have you ever been to Hogs and Heifers? Have I ever been to Hogs and Heifers? In Vegas. Uh, is this a euphemism? No. It's a bar. Oh, no, I have not. It's no. a bar. Yeah. Where is it located? North Las Vegas, the dangerous site. Do I need to bring my nunchucks or my, my knuckle puck? <laughs> I don't know. I'll tell you what. I'll Google it for you. How about that? I'll send it on to you. But I've heard it's great crack and worth a visit. Oh, mm. We'll have to check. We'll have to check it out. Or maybe we'll have to check it out ourselves, Mike, in July, huh? Um... No, no, no! You're not going now, are you? you? You haven't been following the news, have you? No, I have been following the news. I thought you'd just go anyway. No. <laughs> uh, uh, do you guys want to explain the whole UFC 200 yeah. jibber jabber? Yeah, Mike does. Uh, well, I was going to go, and then they all fucked it all up, and then they tr- tried to unfuck it. And then I said, you, you know what, fuck you guys. <laughs> you need to be more specific, yeah. This is a terrible version of the story that you're telling. I need this. <laughs> so so Connor retired, specifics. then unretired. And there was um, all kinds of theories about money, promotions, um, people getting killed in, in the ring, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But the upshot is that I'm not going to Vegas. No, oh, okay. And fuck UFC 200. No, oh, okay. <laughs> I might have to go to Vegas anyway. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, you feeling lucky? Maybe. We'll <laughs> see. I'll know by the end of the week. I'll let, I, yeah, I'll let you know. Um, so, listen, we better start on this. We've, we've a load to get through. Especially in stuff that we also saw that wasn't on the list. Mm. Speaking of which, containment. Mm. Did anyone see this? I did. Yeah. No. What did you think? Didn't like it. Really? Why? Yeah. Uh, I Explain wa- what it is first. Sorry. Containment is, it's an outbreak of a virus in Atlanta, and the CDC and the powers that be decide to lock the city down and try and, yeah. tr- <clears throat> try and prevent it uh, spreading. And of course, some people will have loved ones that are on the wrong side of the fence. Mm-hmm. You know, you, can, you, can you just imagine what that would do to a person? You know, especially if you were in a position of authority and you couldn't get your loved ones out. <laughs> Man, I just don't know how. What's going to happen on the inside? Yeah. We're have, like, what, what do they say? A devolution of humanity yeah. <laughs> and the rise of some. Un, what is what's the word? Uh, unlikely heroes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I I actually saw. I, uh, sorry, I was going to say I actually saw the original uh, Corden, the Belgian one. Uh, it was on. I think. Oh, yeah? Sometime last year. I didn't realize it was based on a better one. It was, yes. All right. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't particularly like the original, oh. so I wasn't well-placed to enjoy this either. Oh, okay. Because uh, I saw them doing the same thing badly. Right. Or okay. even more badly than the first time <laughs> around. <laughs> Go on, anyway. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to take over. I'm going to try and keep this thread of embodying Mark going. I'm going to talk about watching um, things that other people, perhaps feminine people, might want to watch more than you do to try and, like... <laughs> Bond as a unit. Um, well, I meant specifically my, my girlfriend. Um, she's big into horror. Uh, and I, I hate, I don't, I'm not a fan at all. So containment was going to be a little like compromise, you know, yeah. where we could watch it together. She'd like the jumps and the scares. And I'd like that she enjoyed the show that we were watching. Um, maybe some fun stuff would happen. Oh, he's a pleaser. Show. He's a pleaser. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... It opens, right? And it opens 13 days after the outbreak. And 
this is the first shot of the thing and the army people put their shit together and you presume they're in like a helicopter or, or something uh, big and military. They open it up and it's just a van and they have to run out into the streets where hum- human beings are freaking out. Everyone's going crazy. And Rachel, my girlfriend, right, she just goes, oh, I like this. 13 days in, that's class. And then they flash back to day zero. Yeah. And that's what the entire episode is about, so that you get to see how all these things work. And I started going, geez, this is very cliche. This is very, oh, I don't care about these people because they're bad actors and they're badly written. And then I went, wait a minute. That guy likes her, even though the show hasn't told me that yet. How do I I know that? Because they're not signaling it with their Mm -hmm. subtlety. Mm -hmm. Like, what is it? And then I realized, I saw this at Comic-Con in 2015. (laughs) (laughs) It took it an entire year to show up on television. (laughs) And, you know, I could have waited longer. Uh, Like, send it back to the shed. Digitally Photoshop in some zombies or something. Like, because there's (laughs) nothing in this show that I would say is worth watching. I'm sorry, Atlanta. I was hoping that this show would, you know, get to recognize the, the actually thriving and vibrant culture down there. Mm-hmm. They call it the Hollywood of the South. You know that? Yeah. Oh, Turner Broadcasting that. is based completely down there, and they film, like, all AMC stuff. They film so many things down there. Hmm. It's huge. But unfortunately, the Atlanta show is not holding it down. A-10 down, represents, I'm sorry. Hmm. Don't watch Containment. That's interesting opinions. Interesting mm-hmm. words from both of you. Yeah. Um, I actually enjoyed this. Did you? Yeah, and it's totally not my fair. Like, You've never you know? ceased to amaze me, Stephen. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, this this really isn't my thing. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. It was badly acted and it was terrible, uh-huh. but I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so much so. <laughs> yeah. No, listen, listen. Bear with me. It just went along at the at a nice pace, and mm-hmm. when I got to the end, I felt satisfied. That, <laughs> you know, I just went, yeah, yeah. That that did what I. Pretty much, mm-hmm. see, I probably went in with very low expectations, mm-hmm. you know, and then I was pleasantly surprised when they were matched. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, you know what? I think mm-hmm. I'm gonna try a second one just oh, to man. see where it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> I know. I know. So you, it's Z Nation all over again. Yeah. <laughs> it could be w- without know. the Z's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> another one we saw this week, or some of us saw, was the Night Manager, and that's. Uh, it's a British American television serial um directed by Suzanne Beer. Uh stars Tom Hiddleston, uh Hugh Laurie, Olivia Coleman, Tom Hollander, and Tobias Menzies. Um it's based on the ninety three novel of the same name by uh John Lacar and adapted by David Farr to the present day. So it's about former British soldier Jonathan Pine, who's played by Tom Hiddleston, um, is recruited by Angela Burr, mm. an intelligence operative to infiltrate international arms dealers. So, this, I, I, I know I knew it wasn't on the list, but I texted Mike saying, you have to watch this, because mm-hmm. it's got the best opening ever. <laughs> you know, Mike would be just straight in. You know, there, <laughs> there's like guns, a C-180 firing more guns, explosions, and, and a pearl necklace. <laughs> all in the opening. <laughs> it just knew it was going to be his thing. What kind of pearl necklace? Like an actual pearl necklace? An actual pearl necklace, okay. but uh, he would, he would die laughing at the <laughs> euphemism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, then when they, they switched to tell us where they were going to be, it came up mm. with Cairo, Egypt, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which is, a uh, um, uh, something that we laugh about often. Yeah. Yeah. It took them quite a while to show us the pyramids, though, didn't it? It did. Yeah. It did, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of yeah. confused, really, until I saw the pyramids. It's the same overshot <laughs> yeah. headshot that you see in all of them. Um, 
yeah, I like this. I like this. It was uh, it was good. It got me early. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just the intro. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's a very very good night manager, mm-hmm. um, and I do he's tremendously like, polite, isn't he? I like the cut of his jib. Mm. Yeah, I have to say, <laughs> and uh, he's um, sort of half seduced by a sultry mistress mm. of um, an arms dealer mm-hmm. who owns half the city. Yeah, um, who are it's implied that they're bad people mm-hmm. and you don't want to mess with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but he turns up some documents and sends them off to the the, what it, the British intelligence. The authorities. Yeah, the authorities <laughs> uh, via a friend in the, the uh, consulate. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's a little bit weak in places. Mm-hmm. Um, like she she asks him to, you know, can you come and save my life and put your life in danger? And he's sort of like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like... Just allow me to finish with his yeah, customers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, yeah. That's and good customer service. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't just happen once, it happens twice. Yeah. You know? But uh, yeah, I like this. I like this. I th- um, I'm going to watch more of it. Uh, it's a miniseries. Mm. A six is it part, a drama? Six-parter. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is Drama uh, thriller. Drama-ish, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it's great though. It's, it's uh, just just some good writing. Yeah, it's it's really nicely shot. Mm. Um, obviously spent a lot of money on it. Mm. Um, Hugh Laurie is brilliant. He's as bad brilliant. Guy. Yeah, uh, I never I never had him down as a bad guy. No. But he's he's got real presence at it. He does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I struggle to believe in in Mister Pine. Really? Yeah, he's like he's. You know, as he said, he risks his life at the drop of a hat. Yeah, you know? yeah, there is that bit. You're sort of going, uh, ah, okay. We'll and then he's, he yeah. seems to be ever so, um, <laughs> what's the word, emotionally involved with somebody after meeting them 10 minutes before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, that just didn't, didn't ring true. Uh, and the, uh, air quotes, international enforcement agency. Yeah. That doesn't exist. Yep. I mean, why couldn't they just made it MI5 or something? Or MI6 or <laughs> something people have heard of, you know? Yeah, yeah. That was a bit dumb. Well, it's a bit like the Bletchley Circle kind of people, aren't they? Yeah. They're kind of hidden away in a back office with no heating. Yeah. Yeah. And no budget. Yeah. So how the hell do they do their job? Because they're damn smart. That's yeah. how. <laughs> Stiff upper lip, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the, the woman in charge of it seems like uh, she'd be more at home at the minor strikes in the 80s than, <laughs> <laughs> than the playing fields of Eton. <laughs> true, true. Um. Yeah, it's it is well done. I thought the story was good, mm-hmm. despite the awful weaknesses yeah, <laughs> here yeah. and there. It forgave them, though. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. There was enough good in it to mm. to get it over the end line. So mm. uh, yeah, I'm going to watch more of it. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think it's great. Actually, it, I, I think it's a bit of a find. Actually. Mm. Um. Uh, oh, oh yeah. I just wanted to touch on the Ultimate Fighter started season. 23 uh, episode 1 and it's just got a horse load of monsters with some great fights and looks like a great season ahead so um, did you see it? no no it's worth a look if you like it I at never, all never watched Ultimate Fight no it's, it's yeah. definitely I, worth it. they've about, got it down now you yeah, know? I'm about 19 and a half seasons behind on <laughs> Ultimate Fighter <so. laughs> um, oh yeah uh, saw something called the Time Travelling Bong um, which has just started season 1 episode 1 so tell us, Steve, what's the time traveling bong? Well, give me a second. There's a blacksmith story in here, okay? <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> um, so it's you know, despite the name, it's not really a stoner humor movie mm-hmm. or movie, sorry, a series. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a bong, but they mm-hmm. discover that when you smoke it, um, that you travel through time. 
Oh. Right. So you, if you take a hit, you go through time, right? <laughs> and then if you if you if you smoke it again when you're back in time or forward mm-hmm. in time, that you go back to where you were. No. Okay. Right. Yeah. Except if you smoke it and you go back to the witch trials and drop it and break it. Oh yeah, that'd be unfortunate. That'd, that'd be bad. And you yeah. get a blacksmith, the local blacksmith, to put uh-huh. it back together again, and <laughs> it doesn't look like it should. And then you end up bouncing around time. And it, it's actually a, uh, it's a lot of time jokes okay. rather than um, bong jokes. Uh, bong jokes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Stoner. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And I think it's it, it was born from a. Mm-hmm like a 20 second uh, comedy sketch on mm-hmm. comedy central okay um uh by the stars who went, uh, what are their names again i'll come back to them in a second um but um yeah the witching trials is quite funny but what the, what they do with each trip is they they sort of point out you know how shit those times were like okay. the witching trial is completely yeah. sexist, right? Like your man, you know, they they immediately looked at her when they appeared and went, "She's a witch." Yeah. Oh, what about him? Oh no. Oh yeah, I'm a witch. You're a witch? No, no, no. I'm only joking. I'm not a witch. Okay. So she ends up in stocks, and he ends up having a party with the lads. You know this kind of thing, and uh, you know, there's just uh, oh Jeff and Cherie are are their names, <clears throat> and they do have some crazy tangent stories like um. You know, they kidnap a, a, a tiny Michael Jackson to try and give him the childhood he never had. And stuff like that, you know. So, oh my God. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> and there's dinosaur ones and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, it, it's kind of do funny. They, it's mindless. Do they, do they make the joke where kidnapping a tiny Michael Jackson child might give tiny Michael Jackson the wrong idea about what things are okay. (laughs) And what's bad and what's not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, is this animated? Like, what is No, it's not. No, it's uh, live action, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like a live action half hour comedy. Yeah. And uh, they do, I mean, they they touch on so many different subjects. Like, there's one, like, uh, she's, uh, uh, she black? I think she is black. Yeah, she is black. And they, they. Okay. No, I'm trying to remember. I've seen a lot of TV this week. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, at one stage, they, they, uh, I'm just thinking that's the whole joke actually, because, uh, they, they take their puff and they go back in time and they end up in these cotton fields and they kind of look at each other and go, are we really going to fucking do this? You know, like the, you know, really seriously? And they go, ah, oh, fuck it, yeah, let's do it, you know? And so the jokes run from there, you know? So, yeah. I'm watching this show based mm. on your recommendation, Steve. I'm yeah. yeah it's the show. What's it called again? Uh, Time Traveling Bong. Mm. <laughs> it does exactly what it says in the tin. Uh, Actually, um, speaking of bongs, did you hear uh, Big Ben is going offline for three years? Really? Yeah. A refurbishment or something? Yeah, yeah. Oh no way, really? Yeah. yeah. Um I think it's they said it's a f- first extended off in hundred and fifty seven years. Wow. Oh wow. Yeah. But they will retain Which they would know because it's a clock. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> a very, but, very big clock. But they will retain a, a reserve bong capability for special occasions. Oh right. <laughs> okay. Are they going to dismantle it then or uh not entirely, but there'll be there'll be a lot of work done. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think we'll be taking it off site, but there'll be a lot of stri- right. stripping down and probably uh, probably a bit of work for an old blacksmith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best to look at that. Yeah. Shona, Daredevil. Yeah, I finished uh, season two. Oh yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. It it I, was I, good, and you would recommend. <laughs> 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 I don't want to say anything that might mm. in any way be a spoiler for people who mm. are still making their way through it on Netflix because mm. I know it's um, new-ish out. But um, mm. yeah, I just found myself binge watching once I was on House of Cards. Daredevil went on, and it was all I watched whenever I got a spare 
spare moments. Um, I really liked it. There was a few really satisfying moments in the in the season. Um, I had some issues with the pacing of the season and also um, the two storylines that were going on. I sometimes found um, a bit of confusion that some maybe necessary information was was glossed over a bit in the name of uh, uh, speed and, and kind of moving on. But that said, I mean, it was still really entertaining. Um, Sean, you've seen it already, haven't you? Yeah, I was going to ask your opinion about the the various love stories that are going on in it. What did you What did you think about? The, I guess you'd call it a love triangle. Yeah, um, I think I think that kind of, for me it kind of came back to the pacing issue, where I think you know one of the stories <clears throat> gets focused during um, one of the the main plots, and then the other aspect of the love triangle is focused on in the secondary plot. Um, and it created a lot of maybe... I didn't find the tension particularly believable in terms of the way things moved. And I don't want to say too much, obviously, in, mm. in, in, mm. for fear of giving anything away. Um, yeah, I thought it was... Um, well, it frustrated me, but I suppose that's what love triangles are supposed to do. Um, but I found... I, I mean, Did you have any skin in the game? Like, were you rooting for somebody? I was rooting, I was rooting for... Yeah, the hot one. Okay. <laughs> I won't Charlie Cox? say who that was. <laughs> well, no, I mean, people so do we? know um, who's, like, in the series. So, like, each each of the episodes, it basically is like an arc, right? So four episodes, four episodes, and then the last few episodes is a culmination. Mm-hmm. And the trailers that have come out did, like, show the segmented nature of, like, the Punisher arc and the Electra arc being, oh, okay. like, two okay. things that were going to feature. Okay, so um, if, if we can work off of that information then. I found um, the two arcs to be a bit disjointed in terms of their connectivity. I mean, I know that they obviously mm-hmm. are connected, but especially with the Electra arc, the the backstory to what they're fighting there goes into such detail about who it is they're fighting and why they're fighting and how that relates to, you know, the Punisher. And I found that aspect a bit um, disjointed. Like, I, I got really confused sometimes about, like, who who are we fighting again? And what are they doing? And why is this more important than this? And why is that creating tension here? And why is this happening? So, I mean, that's my one complaint about the season. Um, but I, I, I enjoyed seeing uh, Matt Murdock kind of being torn between uh, his love interests. Um, I was really happy with the way that the season ended. What did you think? Yeah, I'm no, I'm I'm super excited and and I'm invested. Like there, it basically comes down to one of the the classic superhero things: Are you going to be two separate people, or are you actually one, one person pretending to be another one? And is that a case of you know uh, Clark Kent is Superman only, so he can save people, and he's actually a farm boy, or is it a case that Bruce Wayne is just a mask that Batman wears because he has to exist in the world? So I liked uh, Electra being so pivotal in terms of how Matt saw himself in the world and the various things you think are going on being stripped away um, in terms of like revelations that come out as, as time goes on. But I, I, I wept twice over the course of the season, uh, once because of one of the features of the, the Matt-Electra relationship. And just uh, when it comes to that time when it's like, like almost like you were saying with the time-traveling bong, are we really going to do this? And yeah. when somebody when somebody has a speech where they put it all out on the line and go, this is why I feel this way about you, and I think 
that this can work. Um, and then there was another speech. There's interestingly, the Punisher gets to have a speech about love. Um, yeah. at one point. Yeah, that was a good one. John Humdinger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Bernthal acted as his arsehole off um, throughout. I thought that was, uh, that really got me as well. Didn't like that they made the Irish bad guys for pretty much the whole thing. I don't appreciate that typecasting, that the mm. Irish are all gangsters and like criminals. <clears throat> no, I feel a bit terrible. put upon, yeah. Yeah. you know. I feel like I've been discriminated upon, mm-hmm. so... Well, they give the Russians the week off, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. And the Asians are all baddies as well. So I mean, there is that. There, there is that indeed. Yeah, yeah. At least we're not Serbians. Those guys get an awful. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is back. Oh, oh, what about Jon Snow, Mike? Jon Snow. (laughs) Yeah. No, we'll say nothing. Which yeah. say it's awesome yeah. and it's back. Have we ever it. actually been allowed to talk about no. Game Thrones? <laughs> we can't even talk about season one. It's, it's under <laughs> embargo for six because, seasons. Yeah, I know because I know some people who still haven't seen it. And I'm just afraid <laughs> to say it. Oh yeah, yeah. I just can't talk about it around them. Just can't. I just won't. I think, yeah. I think there has to be kind of a social agreement that mm. yeah. you can. I think season one would be okay at this point. Like today, I was in the hairdresser, mm. and um, the guy who was washing my hair, I didn't know who he was, so I was just mm. like, "Did you watch Game of Thrones last night?" And he did, so we talked about it. Yeah. And my take, as it would be when I talk on the podcast, I said nothing, but he wanted to have like a conversation about the episode. All right. Although we're mm. surrounded by people. All right. Mm. So he's just like, uh, the rat. The rat. And I'm just like, oh, Melisandre seems interesting. Yeah, yeah, especially after last night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everyone's kind of talking in details and even though I watched the episode I'm sitting there yeah. cringing being like please stop talking because yeah. there could be any number of yeah, people in yeah. this room cursing you right now yeah that's true yeah that said, I only watched um, Breaking Bad. I came into it when it was in the final week of the final show. Right. So I had to run around my office like threatening bodily harm on people if they told me yeah, yeah, yeah. that was happening. But that was because I was aware that having been so far behind, I yeah. thought season one at that point of Breaking Bad would have been fair game. So I think mm. some Game of Thrones people, if you haven't watched it yet, I think season one through maybe four, probably yeah. fair mm. game. Yeah. 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 Probably. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's still, I mean, it's two years now. So. Daenerys' brother is killed by Khal Drogo, everybody. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Somebody Ned somewhere Stark is going to be. Terrible haircut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that haircut doesn't make it out of season one. <laughs> um, what else is back? Oh, Silicon Valley's back. And yeah. it's fantastic. It's hilarious. Mm. So it was left off at the end of season two where uh, they were going to force um, out... What's his name? Uh, oh, well, the actor is Thomas Middleditch. Thomas Middleditch, uh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the character name right now. Uh, anyway, dude that came up with it all. Uh, trying to force him out of his own company. And that's where it was left off. So, yeah. um, so it's great. It's great. Hoodley's back in it. And there's going to be uh, some cameos <laughs> this year with uh, uh, the ex-CEO of uh, Twitter and uh, I believe Mark Zuckerberg. Maybe as well. Oh, yeah, geez. yeah. Oh, you you should see just the way they play it. Like it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. They're really like referencing, you know, current uh, sort of up and comers and that kind of thing. It's it's brilliant. Mm. They have it down, and they're saying that they actually had so, your, your man from Twitter in sitting with them while they're writing as a consultant. Wow. So he said it was brilliant, and he had a great time as well. He was in like for two or three days a week in between jobs, mm-hmm. you know. So right. <laughs> yeah. 
so so there's this thing, right? Uh, this is a, a screenwriting thing that that was brought up to me recently this week, right? Yeah. So there's this thing that people do when they're trying to get jobs as screenwriters, where they write a spec script for a show mm-hmm. that already exists, mm-hmm. right? Um, and yeah. the reason they do that is uh, one is for competitions, like it's you know it's something that can get you noticed in competitions um, for that very thing. One is studios uh, and money people like to see that you can come into a show and then work in that area with yeah. those characters with other people <clears throat> and so having proven that you've done that even before you get a job at a place is yeah. a big mm-hmm. deal now it's very rare if if ever that someone gets a job at the show they write a spec script for it's right. just you write something similar to what you want to do and then they can look at that and see how it goes okay so which one you pick is a pretty big deal because you don't want to pick something that's too old um you don't want to pick something that's going to get cancelled um, and and then you have to worry about picking something um, like Breaking Bad, for example, right? Like something that people care about so much yeah. that unless you pull it off like incredibly well, yeah, it's not you're not going to look good. So it was, it was recommended to me that I write a spec for Silicon Valley. No way. So watching this episode, yeah, it was recommended that that would be something that my my voice would suit, and, and I love the show. So I, I was watching this episode with that in mind, trying yeah. to figure out how do these episodes work. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch to you guys how I actually think okay. every episode ish yeah. works. Yeah. So so basically, what it is is that the the way the action works in this is every time they try and help the company or each other. It makes things worse. Yeah. <laughs> and half the time, people are going after each other. And that doesn't, that's not something that most of the characters will know. So, for example, I think very frequently um, you'll have uh, uh, two of the characters working towards a company goal, while the other ones are wasting time not helping them accomplish that goal because they're arguing about something petty. Yeah. And that ends up becoming a character conflict that bleeds over into the business conflict. So I was watching this one and just kind of seeing how they tend to do that um, with Gilfoyle and Dinesh. You know, the, the way that everything that they did seemed to just be compounding problems, yeah, yeah. even if they're not really doing anything. <clears throat> yeah, know? yeah. And the way Ehrlich Bachman is this big, violent, capable force that everyone is afraid to unleash because no one knows what the fuck he's actually going to do when he gets into a scenario. Because half the time, that's how they get saved. Ehrlich curses really well at people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And then the other half of the time, that's why they're in trouble. So yeah. it was just interesting to see the building blocks. I yeah. think I'm going to try and, and do it, try and write an episode at some point. You know, you know if you, you just grew your hair out, you'd do a, a very good... Uh, copy of Guilfoyle. Guilfoyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah, people say that to me a lot, which isn't great because he's not a sex symbol or nothing. <laughs> was he not in, uh, what was it, Nazi Zombies? Wasn't he in that? I don't know. Dead Snow 2, Dead Red Snow versus 2. Dead. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we, we talked to him that time, didn't we? Yeah, I interviewed the guy. He's cool. Yeah. Point of interest on like a, a successful procedural, like, I don't know, CSI or Castle or... <clears throat> Or whatever. How many screenwriters will be on a team? Oh, I think that varies. Yeah. I think it just it just varies because the way it'll work is everyone will break story for a series of episodes or for a see well like they'll break break a season in general mm-hmm. and then they'll be breaking up multiple episodes at a time. Mm-hmm. And then individuals will do the final drafts 
and that's what their name will end up going on. You know, individuals do the final drafts of the of the actual words in format in sequence, and then that'll get you know notes from everybody and get redrafted, and then they'll they'll get to a, a shooting script. So, I mean, I don't know what the average size is, but I would presume for any show that's 22 episodes that has money mm-hmm. and has been around for a while, you know, it's going to be pretty large, I would guess, somewhere 8 to 10 okay. people. Yeah, so but, uh, you're not pl- plowing a lonely furrow then as a screenwriter. <laughs> it's very much a team thing, yeah? Yeah, it's very collaborative. Like, it's weird. Like, I, I've used the, the the story before about how the modern family guys have two rooms now. Mm-hmm. because like the two creators apparently don't like working with each other with each other okay. not that they necessarily fucking hate each other it's mm-hmm. just like they you know they they yeah. want to be separate mm-hmm. yeah. so they, they have like separate rooms working on uh different characters that they tend to once they're at the forefront of an episode it's like okay mm-hmm. well that room's going to write the kids better mm-hmm. that room's going to write Phil and Claire better you know mm-hmm. so i don't know there's there's no set way you can do it at a certain point once somebody's in charge the showrunner the the book stops with them and they could just be like I like small rooms and everyone's going to do a lot of work like, like remember True Detective season one mm-hmm. Nick Pizzolatto uh-huh. yeah wrote every episode of season one wow wow which is he says he'll never fucking do that again he was like <laughs> I can never that will never be the thing that I do so and he was working on the episodes themselves after they were shot or after they were written so wow it's crazy Jeez, lots of different ways real, to do it uh, night folks hmm. thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay. Uh moving on. Okay, let's go to the news. So, um the new Jungle Book movie. I was just thinking it might mm-hmm. be confusing, you know, to today's kids, you know, mm. who won't remember yeah. when we had jungles. Our, <laughs> our books. <laughs> but uh, despite that, um, it has wiped the floor with the Huntsman in the US and international markets. Good. Good. And, yeah, I guess you'd expect that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, it was awful. And in a bit of a twist to the Jungle Book story, mm-hmm. the Warner Brothers will be releasing their Jungle Book movie in 2018. Oh. What? Yeah, which might nicely tie in with Disney's follow up, Jungle Book 2. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Public domain. Yeah, oh. exactly. Um, jungle Wars. <laughs> yeah, Jungle, jungle Wars. <laughs> My Mowgli would beat the shite out of your Mowgli. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be called Fight Book. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Disney also have about six other live action uh, style stories coming up, including Cruella and uh, Dumbo. Hmm. Sweet. Yeah. Emma Stone cast uh, as Corella Deville, by the way. Oh, right. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's okay, guys. Makeup I yeah. mean, <laughs> you realize that half the time people make animated movies out of live-action movies, and now it seems to just be like, just flip it. Yeah. We've loads of animated yeah. films. Yeah. Just do them live-action. We have the money. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> Waiting for Sinbad. Um, <laughs> oh. uh, another piece of news. Um, some some photos from the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two set have showed that Nathan Fillion will be playing a a, a, a small, probably incredibly oh. small role. He's playing Wonder one, Man, much or like something. he did in the first one. Yeah, so there's a there's a character. I've actually had this conversation and pitched Nathan Fillion to play Wonder Man. So Wonder Man is basically what oh, is Wonder Man? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Nathan Fillion is basically Sorry. yeah. So Wonder Man in the comics is an actor who basically doesn't like doing all the punchy stuff and is like can I just be an actor again can I just 
put me in movies. And they're like, yeah, Simon, you can. Go for it. So he does. Like, that's it. He just happens to have superpowers. So there's a bunch of mock uh, posters for movies that Wonder Man uh, would have been in. And obviously Nathan Fillion, you know, is, is in these ones. So there's a mock-up of the Steve Jobs movie poster, but it just says Tony Stark. <laughs> and it's Nathan Fillion, like, doing the whole thing. And there's a couple of different ones like that. But, but here's the thing. Everyone's freaking out because people would watch that movie. People would watch Nathan Fillion be a superhero who's not particularly interested in being a superhero. <laughs> so it could be their way of trying to backdoor him into the universe. Or it could be them going, they're never making this fucking movie. Let's just have a laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who knows? Um, and then another piece of news. Uh, Amy Schumer appeared on the cover uh, of Vanity Fair. That was a thing that happened. Yeah. Uh, and everybody, uh, at least on my Twitter free feed, has been going, oh, that's cool. Look at that. Because season four just started for Inside Amy Schumer. Mm-hmm. So her, her her world domination seems to be continuing. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems to be a case. I was just going to say, speaking of world domination, and this, Amy Schumer makes me think of this, um, the two women who write Broad City... Um, Ilana mm-hmm. and what's the other? Uh, anyways, they seem to be cameoing in every uh, comedy going. I've seen them. They've been in um, Inside Amy Schumer. They've been in what was the one? Oh, Girls. Um, mm-hmm. They've been in something I think with Amy Poehler. Anyways, mm-hmm. another type of world domination. We don't talk about that show much here, but um, I love Broad City, and the, the next season is starting here in Ireland shortly, and uh, I can't wait. So. That's a backdoor plug for, That's cool. for that show. <laughs> you know, you sneaked that the, in there, didn't you? Watch Broad City yeah. here? No. I've never even heard of it. It's no. so good. Oh. Huh. Okay. So how I come it's never been mentioned? It with two broke girls. You what? I always confuse it with two broke girls. Oh, my God. And they're very so different shows from what I hear. <laughs> it's so different. Like, the two, yeah. the, the two stars of the show um, write the show, and it's just, mm-hmm. like, basically two 20-something stoner like best friends in New York who just kind of get up to everything. They just they they dress crazy. Like one time, like the the one of one of them works. Uh, I don't even know what her job is, but like the kind of running gag is that she's just like the worst at her job and she doesn't care. So she'll sit behind a computer. She's giving a coworker like life advice and mm. she's causing her manager to have like a mental breakdown. But he's he's just like, can you just work in <laughs> like five minutes? <coughs> she decides she's gonna work one day, so she comes in and she's got like a white power suit on. Like she's got herself, like a really nice suit, and she's like read up on like the the latest um kind of like who ate my cheese stuff. And, like, <laughs> for one day, she's just this crazy businesswoman, and she takes her um best friend out for lunch, and she, they go. To a really nice place, and uh, they order the nicest stuff on the menu that's really expensive, <laughs> which is shellfish. And it's not until she's midway through the meal and her face is like exploding that her friend is just like, "What is happening to your face?" And she's like, "Well, I'm allergic to shellfish." She's like, "So why are you eating this?" And she's like, "Because this is what successful people do." She's like, "It's totally worth it." Anyways, it's just it's a really dumb, brilliant show. So, any particular episode you'd recommend? All of them. All of them? Okay. And actually, I think Amy Started Poehler season one. Um, one. produced season two. Or maybe okay. even season I'll give one. that one a skip, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it's really mm-hmm. good. I'd say uh, something from last season. <clears throat> so, last piece of news that I found interesting. Uh, a guy, Mario Lacato, was attacked 
attacked leaving a subway station in New York City uh, when a man punched him. And the man allegedly said, this is because you look exactly like Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Classic. Respect. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of him. I'm looking at a picture of him. Like, it's, he's, his face is busted up. Like, he, it's not, like, horrific. But he's got a black eye and that kind of bruise where it's also gone white around the edges. Uh, and he's got like a bandage on his face. He, lo- he looks a lot like Shia LaBeouf, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you call it? Uh, actually, uh, just as you're talking. I can't believe we all just laughed at some I know. <laughs> I almost didn't bring it up. <laughs> you're talking something that remind me of um, something there. Oh, yeah, Star Trek mm-hmm. for some reason. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, you were talking about writing uh, an episode of uh, Silicon Valley and Star Trek fan episodes and so on. Um, it'd be kind of cool to do a, like a reality TV Star Trek crossover where you could have like the Borg fight against the Kardashians. Oh, kind of work. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> you just made a Kardashian joke. Thank you. If Mark Thank you. was here, yeah. he would Mark kill was me. here, he would have been like, oh. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> right, moving on. Um, okay, let's talk about the first of our movies, which is The Jungle Book. Sean, for those who do not know about The Jungle Book, tell us. Mowgli is a man cub taken in by a pack of wolves, or as I call them, wolves. <laughs> and though the wolves wish to protect him, it seems that a man-hating tiger, played by Idris Elbow, Sher Khan, is like, ah, oh, no man-cubs. Man-cubs become men, and I think men are terrible, and I'm going to fucking kill him. And everyone's like, what's going to happen? So Mowgli has to figure out how he can stay safe and how he can keep his pride or pack safe too. Mm-hmm. You get some help through it, Bill fucking Murray. Bill fucking Murray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of cool. I didn't realize he was mm-hmm. in it. I hadn't read uh, up on it before yeah. I watched it. But uh, uh-huh. yeah, um, it was a surprise. Uh-huh. Delightful surprise. Delightful. To see that Bill was in it. Um, what, did, what did you think? Did it follow it? Uh, let's say true to the story, was it? To the original? Uh, no. No. It Why is that, Mike? Because Louis was in it and Louis wasn't in the original book. Oh, you're talking about the book. I'm talking about the movie. Sorry. Oh, okay. When you said <laughs> the it, animation. Sorry. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it's, it's pretty close to the, the Disney movie. Was it 64, 67? Something, something like that. Like that yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I thought they were pretty pretty bang on. Mm. Um, they got all the the major bits they, and pieces. They, they in. hit all the main uh, yeah. tropes, let's uh-huh. say, in a jail. Right? Um, Except Louis disappointed me. Did he? Yeah. Why that? Now... Uh, he was also the, the source of the biggest laugh for me when I heard Christopher Walken singing uh, I'm the King of the Swingers, or trying to. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was, uh, I just thought he was just too big. Just too big. He, he, he was exaggerated a little bit too much. Uh, and when I saw him, I just thought, oh, God, really? Wow. Um, well, I don't know. Like, it's King Kong. It's not like a large orangutan, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? A little bit OTT, but anyway, that was the that was the mm-hmm. only uh, bit of negativity I had about it. I I, I thought this was great, great fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure kids worldwide love this. Fucking love it. Yeah. yeah. 
What did you think, though, kiddo? They did. <laughs> <laughs> they did, indeed. <clears throat> $500 million worth <laughs> this week. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really want to watch this. Yeah. Because... I didn't really like the Disney cartoony thing because mm-hmm. uh, it was too musical for my liking. Mm-hmm. All the mm-hmm. <laughs> that that's been played. At I know it's been overplayed. That's the problem. Yeah, kids yeah, yeah, parties yeah, yeah, yeah. for forty years, you know. What I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like Christmas songs, you know. Yeah. You just just stop playing them, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> no more wham. Uh, yeah, but I I did actually really like how they handled the music in this because they gave the nods to. The classic songs. Yeah. But they didn't go overboard with them. It wasn't a 10 minute set. Yeah. 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 And, and they were almost, they were almost quiet. You know, they, you had yeah. at one, one point Baloo was just humming it in yeah. the background. You know, it's not a big thing. Orchestral arrangements uh, as well. Yeah. And the, um, what do you call it? They, for want of a better word, the CGI, the, the making of the world, I thought was amazing. Mm. Um, yeah. I I just can't believe they weren't real animals. Yeah. Um, what a, what about Mowgli though? Like even his his like the way he moved and everything was uh-huh. very very close to the original mm-hmm. sort of gangly kid. You know? Yeah, Did you yeah. notice that he was all elbows he and arms? He definitely copied yeah. the walk. Oh yeah, uh-huh. for sure. He definitely copied yeah. the walk. But even to get it down with a kid that age, you know, that sort mm-hmm. was really impressive. Now, uh, mm-hmm. just there was a couple of times where it wasn't even like a big bit where he's walking away or anything like that he was just jumping down off something mm-hmm. and it was just the way mm-hmm. he just completely the way he moved was uh, mm-hmm. the exact same he must have trained that mm-hmm. for months and months mm-hmm. like. well here's the thing his performance is one of the most interesting parts of the movie for me <laughs> because I think when he's trying to act it's a bit it's a bit obvious it's a bit like yeah. not great mm-hmm. right yeah. but when he's just there when he's just being yeah. like a kid and he's put in this situation and you have to imagine like he was surrounded by what people dressed in green suits like yeah people with tennis balls yeah, yeah. like for those moments the the director john favreau and that kid playing right and he's just going oh great so nobody ever tells me anything and i'm just like he just seems like a like a fucked off kid who yeah. doesn't know that yeah. he's in extreme danger but yeah. i do <laughs> yeah. i'm very worried now because because they're in the tall grass they can't see where they're going oh Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> oh, I thought I thought he was well used. I don't even know if I could call it a, a performance. Maybe it was a performance that got out of him rather than one that he put on. You know? Yeah. yeah. Did have a little problem with his diction. Uh, the, there was a few sentences here and there where he sounded like suffering fuckatash. You know? Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. And I think. You know, had they been more careful, they probably could have edited that out or you got them to re-say uh, the words. Or... I I reckon that that was part of him. I don't think he's an actor. Like, for all mm-hmm. I know, I think he hasn't done that, like, vocal training. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> actors spend so long being taught how to say all the right words in the right order so people can hear them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really boring thing, but yeah. I guess I don't think he went through it. Uh-huh. I wonder if it was a money thing. Do you think that they were like, listen, we can only film with these huge cameras yeah. for so long every day. We need you to do, you know what? I'm not going to, he's dealing with a lot right now. I'm yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I'm sure they probably didn't have a lot of money to make this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's obviously a very low budget kind of a thing. <laughs> I have his hand down the back of the couch. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, I, I, I sort of had those thoughts too going into this. Oh God, is this going to be a musical? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm yeah. just kind of half dreading it. It could mm-hmm. be really bad. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it caught me 
mm-hmm. was interested, stopped looking at my watch mm-hmm. pretty much immediately. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. I thought it was a, yeah. a very good remake, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah I would go f- so far as to say that I much preferred this to the, the original Disney. Ah. Um, I thought there was some genuine fear in this. Ah. Um, whereas the original, yeah. the original Disney is kind of, it, it's very kiddy. Where, like, this is also a kid's movie. Yeah. But mm-hmm. there's a couple of scenes where it's like, oh, this just got really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, uh, mm-hmm. some of the action scenes, particularly near the climax, are really exciting. They're yeah. really well done. Yeah. Um, you know, even as an adult, I was kind of getting yeah. into it and I was like, oh my God. <gasps> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then kind of slapping myself, get a fucking grip, man. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what age you? <laughs> you almost caught yourself feeling like yeah. a child again. Yeah. <laughs> it's been about 130 years since it felt like that. <laughs> the, the, the kids in the theater I was in were completely enraptured by this. Oh, yeah. Um, it, there was a lot of kids, which made, you know, sneaking in beers and drinking them uh, a little more difficult. Um, no, there, <laughs> Or the kids stealing them off of you. <laughs> kids. Like, th- this, this thing was packed. We went on a, on a Monday, and this place, the theater was packed. And uh, the kids were doing, like, I was do- using them as my thermometer, like, gauge in the room uh, sometimes. And there was a lot of times when they were like, oh, no. <laughs> they were like, oh, no. Because yeah. they, they still think that, like, when bad stuff happens in the movie, that, like, legitimately bad shit could happen. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, no, if he doesn't get away, everything's ruined. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like him. I want him to survive, all that stuff, you know? So there was a lot of that. Um, there was, I, I agree with you. Like, this movie didn't matter to me. Um, I don't care about the, the animated version, the book, the story, none of that. I, it doesn't resonate. But it really got me at a couple of points because the music was really beautiful the way it was arranged uh, in terms of the score a lot of the time. I thought it was scary. Sher Khan was a great villain. Uh, Idris Elba did a great job. Um, and, and Bill Murray, actually. I really liked that as well. And there, the CGI, like, I can't, I would almost go see this again in 3D, you know, just to see what that would be like. Because yeah. there's moments where I'm like, how? How the fuck do you do this? There's a moment in that, and it's in the trailer when Mowgli is sitting on Baloo's belly <clears throat> and Baloo is floating down a river. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I was just like, this is already impressive because the kids mm-hmm. splash and walk water around you know like yeah. and it looks re- i don't know what's not real you know yeah. and then baloo spits water in his face and yeah. the kid goes what the fuck like he's <laughs> yeah, yeah, surprised yeah. that it happened because i presume somebody just shot him with a water gun at some point you know yeah but it looked real yeah it looked like he was sitting on a bear and a bear was like Shh. like i was like what which the, which part of this is made up like i don't understand yeah so it was very very well done great movie i would i would make this a first kids movie we were talking about this last mm-hmm. week about the bfg i would happily watch this with any group of young young peeps. This was my first movie that I ever saw in the cinema and the second movie I ever saw in the cinema. <laughs> the, the original animated yeah. movie, obviously. Um, in, in 1962. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was top of the queue. Top of the queue when it came out, yeah. Called me old, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a great movie. Um, like, my my only criticism is the, the Louis, uh, the Monkey King. Uh, uh-huh. bit yeah Christopher Walken I love Christopher Walken mm-hmm. just he's not a singer he ain't Louis Prima mm-hmm. yeah you know that th- that original song was mm-hmm. so you know significant you mm-hmm. know um, and I I just don't feel it was nailed Le- yeah. let me throw this out there that maybe they were trying to get away from the race controversy of the the Disney movie 
Because when that originally came out, yeah. people thought that it was a parody of uh, Louis Armstrong and black people in general. You know, I want to be like you, trying to be white. Okay. And that stuck with the mm. movie for a long oh. time. Oh, I see. So by making him so big and so obviously gorilla-like that you couldn't possibly associate him with uh, African-Americans of any kind. I thought Louis Prima was Italian, though. Oh, he was. All right, okay. But that never stopped a politically correct person oh, from, so, oh, I see. <laughs> from giving out shit about stuff. All right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so I think I, I'm only supposing... But yeah. maybe they tried to make it as as far away from the original as possible. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I also think that they only felt they had to do the song because it was popular. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they needed to. Yeah. Like, because what they went with was like almost spoken word thing with very little actual like singing, singing. Yeah. And it was so it was creepy to me because I didn't really know about what this character was like in the, in the last one. So mm-hmm. I found it creepy. I was like, this isn't. Oh God, mm-hmm. uh, this mm-hmm. isn't like. Yeah. This isn't. Disney to me, like this is yeah. well, it is a kind of Disney, I guess, that I haven't mm-hmm. seen in a while. The creepy, mm-hmm. like um, you know, there are monsters here, you know, like mm-hmm. as well as princesses and knights and, and these things. Yeah. Because I didn't care about the song, I, I think it worked for me. But I could see how okay. some people would have been disappointed with the way. Well, yeah, it maybe was done. Maybe yeah, maybe it's disappointment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, um, did you stick around for the credits? Yeah, yeah, so cool. Just the I, way I, they look. Yeah, like. just just the way they they went about it. Let's say I don't mm-hmm. want to say too much about it because you know, okay. spoilers. But it, yeah. it it's worth waiting for. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. yeah, he joins the Avengers. If anyone's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, do we want to mark this then? Okay. Um, I really enjoyed this, despite my best yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my best res- reservations. Yeah. Um, and you know, taking it as what it is, which is a kids' movie, mm-hmm. um, I was really impressed. And I think it's thrown back to uh, almost an old-fashioned fairy tale thing, where fairy tales are actually scary, yeah, as opposed mm-hmm. to the the bland sort of modern fairy stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna give this boy an eight. Hmm. Very good. Wow. Sean. Yeah, she's um I'm oh I, I, I agree with Mike and everything he said. I really wish I'd seen this in three D because yeah. apparently John Favreau made this movie in part because he thought it was a perfect three D movie. Yeah. Like this is why you make three D movies with the CGI and, and like the jungle scape and all that. Mm-hmm. That stuff. But uh I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a seven for now. I thought this was great. It was a great film, definitely bring your kids to go see it. Um, yeah, agree with both of you. Um, but I'm going to go with an eight. I thought it was really solid. Mm. Yeah, it's great. I, I'll watch it again. No doubt. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and you won't wear a mask this time. I won't wear a mask this time. No. <laughs> 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 um, okay. So next up, we have first of our TV, which is uh, or our only TV, which is uh, American Grit. American Grit. Shona. Shona, tell us about this <laughs> fantastic right. show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was too gritty. Yeah. Uh, American Grit is a new reality TV show uh, hosted by WWE wrestler John Cena. Um, it stars uh, four military war heroes uh, from the Navy SEALs, the what, Marines, Rangers, and Army. And two others, yeah. Um, 
And they each have to handpick a team of four civilians to coach through various obstacles. Um, and then the winning team at the end of the season uh, can win a million dollars. So the mm. first episode, we we see them picking their teams and uh, running, doing their first uh, challenge, I suppose. And then at the end, um, the team that doesn't win the challenge, <clears throat> all, the three teams that don't win the challenge basically have to submit a team member to run the gauntlet, except for they call it something else. The terminology in this mm. show is a bit weird because they're trying to make it all... Uh, the circus. Yeah, mm. the circus is like your gauntlet, mm. and then your challenge is evolutions. Called evolutions. Mm. <laughs> Which is <ridiculous. laughs> um, Yeah. American Grit. Now, this is right up my street, as you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Do you mind if I start on this? Please, okay, you, he's yeah. itching to get out of yeah. the gates on this yeah, one. Yeah, no, I just, I just got to let go on this. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you can save it later if you feel the need. Um, yeah, this is awful horseshit. Um, well, you know, it's the same as all the others that we've seen with the same team thing mm. and so on. But I think this is... It, it just felt cheap. I know the prize is big, mm-hmm. but it felt cheap in, and staged, more mm-hmm. staged than normal. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say like Survivor or so on, mm-hmm. especially with John Cena standing right in the middle with mm-hmm. the guys off to his shoulders mm-hmm. in perfect formation. Mm-hmm. And then he talks to the people mm. as though it wasn't scripted. Yeah. You know, and that drives me <laughs> mad. It just drives me mad. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound scripted for you? No, that it's completely <laughs> Oh, you don't like that it sounds natural even though it isn't. Are you listening? That they're trying. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that it doesn't sound it's, natural it's, because it isn't natural. Exactly. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's it, it it's just maddening. Um mm. and it, it I, Here, I just couldn't get over it. For the listeners, yes. let's reenact a conversation. I'll be John Cena. Okay. So tell me more about why this is important to you to win. Because <laughs> it's got a million fucking dollars, man. No, 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 you have to say because my father. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, is this a, is this a down by the lake story? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because one day my father brought me down to the lake and he saved me from drowning and such and such. And then I caught a big fish and it was a monumental occasion in my life. And then I knew I wanted to be a Marine. Wow. Or win a million dollars. So when, when you win, you're going to be, you're going to be winning for your dad. <laughs> my dad, my family, and everybody here, all their souls. Well, he and I are going to be right there cheering you on. Yeah. Yes, I'm your father. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I killed him. Uh, I killed him so you would be strong. Oh, <clears throat> such horseshit. Really so is. I'm, I'm training mm. to be John Cena's replacement. There was, there was an upside to this. Mm. And what was that? I don't, can we, are, is it, is it a spoiler to spoil this? Like, it really? Oh, fucking <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't so. fucking it's spoil it, man. What? We have standards. What's, what's. No, what's it, it's just what, uh, transpired. Hmm. You know, during uh, one of dur- the during evolutions? The, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah, during <laughs> the ev- ev- evolutions, yeah. <laughs> evolutions, yeah. Um, yeah, during the circus thing. Oh, yeah. The gauntlet. Right. Yeah, maybe I can, I can say that, yeah. It was totally unexpected, but it was brilliant the way mm. it actually panned out. Um, well, not that unexpected, really, when you think back on it, but at the time. Oh, okay. Sorry, I know what you're talking. You know about. what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. There is an. You see, so, you're yeah. surprised by the contestants. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. In a great way. But yeah, it's, it's how they work together. Do you mean? No. <laughs> <laughs> Where they work individually. <laughs> There's personalities. Have you seen the end? 
Yeah, yeah. Each yeah, well, like, I know what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you do have a lot of bullshit personality thing going on in the mm-hmm. middle where uh, some people are trying to one-up others and mm-hmm. uh, that kind of just bitchiness. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, okay, that's, that's, a, that's another reason that... No, that, no that's exactly oh. a reason why I wouldn't watch this shit, you know, so... But that's why other people do. Oh, I know, I understand like, that. I understand mm-hmm. that, yeah, 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 yeah. So the personalities and then the format are the only things they can really control obviously they need a good editing team they all understand how sound bites work i mean they have john cena who's been doing this for fucking 15 years in the WWE. yeah they're fine for sound bites let's not worry about it yeah so um their format is pretty legit they have each military expert has a team and they try and motivate their team and instruct their team on basic challenges that are going to basically be tailored to either like the seals or the army or whichever type of thing that they're trying to reflect that week whichever or military organization or type of organization. So that's fine. Their format seems to work. The whole thing with the circus, having to ring out the bell. Are you tough enough? Because you have to basically give up. This is an endurance test. This is American grit. That stuff is fine. I think their format is good for what, for what they're trying to do. The personalities. I didn't give a shit about anybody except that one fucking guy. Yeah, <laughs> that one guy. <laughs> the dude who just is like, a, he trains celebrities in Hollywood as well. He's not like a soldier or a cop. He's like, I train. But he knows better than all the soldiers. In, I do fitness for celebrities in Hollywood. And I was like, but yeah. And I, and I was just like, at one point, they have a, uh, they ask him about the terrain and the weather and how that's going to affect them. They're, you know, they're doing their confessionals, their interviews. The upcoming challenge, how's the terrain going to affect you? So, you know, people are trying to make this an interesting response. So one guy goes, he goes, um, well, I mean, you can, you can dress for cold, you know, you can just put on layers, but you can't dress for wet. Wet and cold, that's going to slow you down. And I was like, oh, surprisingly interesting comment about the fucking weather. Well done. <laughs> and then I realized that I was setting my bar way, way too low. The next, thing, the next thing it goes to is, uh, I don't even know, the dude who looks like he emerged from his mother's womb fully formed and just <laughs> glopping full of ab. Yeah. Um, he's just glopping a big ab and a toe. Ab. And he, and he, he just goes, to make that your the weather. <laughs> He just goes, the weather, and it obviously cuts away because he gets too excited or loud or whatever, <laughs> and it cuts in the next thing he says where he goes, these, these guys just got to the wilderness. I was born here. <laughs> and I'm just like, you live in LA. Like, what? What are you talking about? Why are you my favorite? Why do I want you to win? Uh, he's like a mega coked up super trainer. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Allegedly. <laughs> and, when he, and when he talks about how, and then Weirdly, he talks about how I don't need to. I don't need to big dog anybody. I don't need to talk about how great I am. I'm just going to be sitting in the corner. And when it comes comes time to compete, I'm going to smoke everybody. And I'm like, what? What are you doing right <laughs> yeah. now? Do you have any self reflection capabilities? You know what? I hope you don't. That's what this show is for. Um, so I, I was following him all the way throughout. He was my anchor for the show. Every time he showed up, I was like, you're going to be a fucking dick. I love it. <laughs> Gotta find Everybody him. else seems boring. Gotta find him on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> See, now this mm-hmm. show is the kind of show that I love. Mike and I have talked about uh, SAS Who Dares Wins, which mm-hmm. I think is a comparison that was yep. just ripe to be made there, wasn't it? Um, and that's the British version of the show. Basically, they took four... Uh, military mm. personnel again, but each episode focused on the boot camp that that branch uh, would have for potential mm-hmm. recruits is the way that the SAS show did it. Um, 
But it was the same kind of thing. You had civilians who were doing boot camps for each mm-hmm. leg of these various. We had the, uh, who were the Russian? Spetsnaz. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was crazy, <laughs> yeah. that episode. So they did all this kind of um, amazing training. And then at the end of it, you have the person. And it was the same thing. They don't, they can get kicked out if they kind of have a crappy attitude or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, you only leave once you give up in the SAS version, like um, American Grit. So when I saw this show, I thought this is going to be amazing because I love this kind yeah. of show. It's going to be fantastic. Um, but the, the the huge, huge downside is that this is an American show, so it's been heavily Americanized. Um, and because of that, the Sean, like the format that you're talking about, is the kind of thing that I hate about reality TV show. Mm-hmm. I like it to be a bit more raw oh, and a bit more you. uncut. Mm-hmm. Um, not so sleek production, but... In American Great, you know, it opens up. We have patriotic music with the voiceover <laughs> of John Cena talking about how much he fucking loves America. And there's a fi- flag <laughs> in the background flag just fluttering, you know. In the background. <laughs> and there's um, an eagle goes past him. <laughs> 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 it's really, you know, and he's just like, I love America. <laughs> and we, we're going to see how much American grit these people have. And then the show being an American version of reality TV show mm. focuses a lot on the drama between the contestants, mm. which I hate. No, when I watch America's Next Top Model, I don't mind a bit of it. But when I'm watching like an endurance test of athletes who have physical mm. skill that I don't have, mm-hmm. I mean, I want to focus on a talent that they have. I mean, they, they already have something that makes them special. So I would like to watch what makes them mm-hmm. special but instead i'm watching while they're fighting about each other because one guy walks out of the shower and his abs are on display and all the women are like you're posing and then he's like i'm not posing and she's like um i'm a fitness model and i'm on the cover of a fitness magazine, so i know what posing looks like and he's just like whoa way to humble brag and she's like i wasn't humble bragging you were humble bragging you came out with your abs and i was just standing here and he's all like you just said that you were on a cover of a magazine she was like you just walked out here and you're all wet and your abs are all short anyways it's kind of shit no, the funniest thing is when she went out of the room i he just attacked me <laughs> you know <laughs> He just attacked me in there right now. It's just like, did they? They didn't show that bit then, no? Or what? You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's um. Switch it off. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that drives me mad about these types mm. of shows when mm. there's a legit reason that I could. You know, I I'm, I'd be impressed with these people, but instead mm. they they, they just see. I I, I think you're uh, being a bit self-deprecating there. In yeah. saying that uh, you watch this, you know, because people have this talent that you don't have, and right, blah blah. Right. Yeah, I bet mm. there's some, a few of them in there that can't do fifty press ups in a row. Huh? Yeah. Huh? I don't know. Not just fucking girl uh-huh. press ups either. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do man press ups. Yeah. Nor, nor gave birth John in the last Cena year. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Baby, yeah. come out sideways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Sean. I want to hear what you're saying because I'm hoping it's not what Mike is saying. So one thing I wanted to talk about the the Americanness of it is 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 also interesting, like to me academically, right? So there's a moment where they're describing the cadre. One dude got blown up, right? Has like lost his arm and a leg. Yeah, and like you know, so and he just he's still doing shit like this. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So yeah, I can see. Okay, cool, got it. Mm -hmm. One's uh, like uh, the only female, one of the first, if not the first, uh, T Hannibal. What a name! 
It's one of the first female soldiers to be deployed to Iraq. The cool, first sure thing. In, yeah. The first. Okay. Mm. So that's, you know, cool. And then they have a Navy SEAL guy who's been running missions forever and then he went into training. So he's obviously there to be a coach as well. It makes therapy. sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> so then, the, but the same way they say all those things, they also introduce the other guy, um, the Reaper, mm-hmm. who killed 33 enemy combatants in three months. And I was just yeah. like, is this the same thing? Like, uh, I understand they've probably all killed people. Sure, yeah. I get it. But is there going to be any moment when somebody, like, addresses that in a very particular sense, you know? Even if it was in a reality show way, Yeah. right? No, I will tell and you, no, that's not going to be addressed. No, it isn't. And it just, to me, seems so intense, right? Because the dude seems fine. Hmm. That dude literally seems completely okay with everything. At one point... Uh, I actually did watch some of the second episode because I wanted to. I wanted to see if they like focused in on other characters and if that would in any way make me want to hate watch this. <laughs> um, so there's a moment, and it, it's, there's too much sappiness. But anyway, there's a moment where that dude comes in to talk to his his group. Like uh, the Reaper comes in to talk to his group, and someone is like, you know, he wants to make sure they're not going to quit with the particular thing that's going to happen. And he just goes, let me just tell you a quick story, okay? I had a mission. I was on a mission. Guy climbed up on top of a roof. Buddy of mine. Got shot in the face. Oh, yeah. Literally in the head. Bullet lodged in his head. That's right. Fell off the roof. Landed on the floor. You know what he did? He got up with a bullet still lodged in his skull. He got up. He killed the guy that shot him. And then he finished the mission. If he can do that, you can run on a sprained ankle. You can do that. (laughs) (laughs) And then he said, it's all in your head. And I was like, make a joke. Make a joke. Make a joke. Make a joke. Nobody made a joke. It went to commercial. It is crazy hearing the stories that these vets are kind of dropping Mm. in as motivation because like (laughs) you're looking at running the gauntlet for a reality television show and they're like my best friend was killed at point blank range when I was on a mission with him. Yeah. He was a great guy. And you're like, what? These are incongruous pieces of information. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> but that one just went from like zero to a hundred, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. But the thing is, is like, I think these vets, it'll be interesting to hear some of their stories. Um, I actually also really like John Cena as a host. I think he's really likable. I actually, one of my notes says that I think he's the best thing about the show. Um, I really enjoy him, although he has no neck. And he just kind of stands around like literally a brick that has a mouth. And he's just like, American grit. Oh, you can believe when the cameras are off, he's pumping there behind the thing. Oh, he's getting ripped. You, know? you could just see him be like, ah! Um, fun note just about John Cena's American grit, um, because that is something that gets called into question, because he wears dog tags into the ring, and he's never been in the military. Hmm. Um, it's a but it's basically thing. just his way of supporting the armed forces like that's it he's a supporter you know mm-hmm. so uh, he was injured um, a while back and the doctors are like you're going to be out for nine months like you're going to have to miss wrestling for nine months so he did two things he went well I'm going to get a show that I can do mm-hmm. over the course of the next nine months so that when I go back to wrestling I have I've done something and I don't go fucking insane because all I'm doing is rehabbing. Hmm. Also, he rehabbed in five months. Wow. Wow. He's done that twice, even just in the past three years that I've been watching him. There was a time when they were like, you're not going to be back for a year and a half, man. You're not going to be back. And he was back in like nine months. Jesus. Aren't steroids Mm. great? Really? (laughs) (laughs) They do amazing. You you should see his training videos because 
they did this uh, like time lapse thing where he mm-hmm. he was like you know on camera every day just for a quick thing just to show what he was doing, and he was just cheating. Like he was ignoring the doctors and basically would do stuff like he couldn't move like one foot, basically. So he was like, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to train everything else. And then I'm going to, after a few weeks, I'm going to start just doing one foot. I'm going to cheat it and try and do like one foot stuff, start getting back into it, gradually just start bringing this in. And they, and they, and he was like, doctor said I shouldn't do that, but I'm going to do it. I need, I needed to work. I needed to work faster. It's fucking, he's crazy. I think it's really strange when athletes do that kind of thing when, because I think a lot of time, like even the way that we're discussing it right now, you know, you'd kind of mm. give props to somebody if they um, go against medical advice. You know, if the doctor's like, you need to take nine months, you know, stay off your ankle for three months because otherwise it'll be unstable and you might fracture it or whatever their reason is. You know, they have a medical degree. They might know a thing or two about why you should look after your body the way that you need to. And he's all like, no, man, I'm going to, I'm going to do this mm-hmm. differently. I'm going to ignore that and I'm going to get back in five months. Mm-hmm. We see a lot of the same thing, you know, with rugby players mm-hmm. over here. Um, you know, being told, you know, you can't play, you have a concussion. So then they just learn how to hide a concussion unless it's, you know, too obvious where they, because if you say you have a concussion, you can't play for three weeks. But if if you can get medical staff to say, no, he's not concussed. It's only three weeks. I thought it was like three months. Well, it might have changed now, you know, I've, like I mean, what's wrong? Nothing wrong. <laughs> 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 I'm fine. Can I have cupcakes for dinner? Let me out there, coach. That's it. Hit and, the uh, one in the middle. <laughs> anyways, I just think it's really strange that we're seeing more and more that there's kind of um, I don't want to say a fetishization, but a kind of uh, you're you're holding these people oh, up yeah. as heroes when they start ignoring medical <laughs> So there's another reality show coming out that John Cena is going to be featured in, right? Mm. Um. So uh, there's a show called Total Divas uh, on the E! Network uh, that is yes. based around uh, WWE uh, female wrestlers yeah. um, because they've, they've changed mm. the title now from the Divas title to the Women's Championship. Mm. Um, so these, these female wrestlers, the main two characters are the Bella twins, Nikki, Bella, and Brie Bella. Brie Bella is married to Daniel Bryan and Nikki Bella is dating John Cena. So they're getting a spinoff show called Total Bellas partially because of their popularity and also i think partially because daniel bryan has had to retire why did he have to retire he got a bunch of concussions and other like injuries to his neck so he was out for a long time and they were doing these tests saying that like you know i mean he's physically cleared and everyone in the fan side of things was like why why aren't they letting him wrestle like what's going on so then he shows up one night and he has to retire and he says that he'd been getting concussions and he'd been shaking and had been hiding it. For a little bit, he hid it from his wife. And then they both were hiding it from the WWE. Until it got to the point where they both were like, no, like, this is not worth Like, you're going to fucking die. You were going to fuck. I know yeah. this is the only thing you've ever yeah. wanted to do, but you're going to die. So I think partially it's because now that's what he's going to do. That's going to be his TV show as well, Daniel Bryan. And John Cena. I believe that they're all moving into a house together. To no film way. <laughs> so you're going to have one twin and Daniel Bryan who are complete vegans who are all about saving the planet, right? Yeah. And then you're going to have John Cena and Nikki Bella um, who are completely all about fitness and stuff. Like Nikki Bella as well, the way that she distinguished herself from Brie. And this is like, I have no problem with this, but this was her idea that ended up making her become a champion being in WWE for like 300 days she got tit implants 
Like legitimately, <laughs> they there was a day that happened on the WWE where I was like, wait a second. <laughs> There's something different. Oh, and then that was what basically meant that they started to distinguish their own characters. It was really interesting. So for anyone who wants to watch reality TV and who likes John um, Cena, I ju- Total I, Bellas is for I you. I hope they really, really get on well together and there's no conflict. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I hope they're very all they're, they're all very, very happy together. Yeah. Anyway, guys, before we uh, no, no, what? Mike, what no, do you think? Uh, nobody asked me. Oh God, Mike, so wrong, <laughs> I'm tired just, of being yeah. on my own. <laughs> <laughs> it's quiet over there in the corner beside the turf fire. Come on, tell us. I fucking love this. Ah, we knew that. <laughs> Wasn't sure, but I thought it might be some kind of Survivor thing. What? No, I wasn't a real big fan of Survivor. Yeah, but then it it, it starts out. You got the the whole John Cena thing. Yeah, I said John fucking Cena, and then to reflect my reaction. One of the people on the uh, show, when they introduce all the contestants to the, the instructors and whatever, and they obviously hadn't told them the format, and you just see one guy's face, and you can just see in his eyes, John fucking Cena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. That was brilliant. I, yeah, I, I was yeah. bought in from there. Now, like Shona, I love watching people getting the shite knocked out of them. <laughs> just any amount of pain you can inflict on a human being. I just really enjoy seeing that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, Similar fetishes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, normally, I'm not such a big fan of the whole American bitchy, nah, he said, he said, yeah, yeah, kind, of, yeah. kind of thing. But in this scenario where you're taking assholes and then putting them through the grinder. Yeah. That that's when it gets fun. Yeah. And uh the the first episode had a great hook like. Yeah. You know, um you know, I was I was enjoying it and then I saw what happened in the end I was like, "Yes. Yeah, go on. Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed this. Hmm. Yeah. If you like reality and you like Watching people suffer. This is this is top notch entertainment. You know? <laughs> as long as you can put up with the kind of saccharine overtones that production oh, has. God, added. it's terrible. Yeah, I mean, you have to have a certain certain amount of uh, Teflon coating there to to get by that. Do but you though? You don't need that much though. It's about fifteen well, it, feet thick. It obviously enjoyed. <laughs> it obviously annoyed the piss out of you. Like, oh man, no end. Yeah, <laughs> where yeah. it was like water off a duck's back for me. Okay, you know, was, I I was really touched. Like when when John Cena took one of the guys aside and you know he, he put him straight. The dressing down. He put oh, him straight. Man, that yeah, was the best part of the episode. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, fucking hell. That was really good. When you were discovering yourself, yeah. she yeah. was being awarded the Blue Medal of Honor. And he was just like, yeah. That's bitch. right. Yeah. 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 You're gonna you're gonna really like the way the second episode ends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. One one of the uh contestants who I've been ignoring, or at least the first episode I ignored, gets uh, he I think he he bought in and a lot of these contestants have bought in as well to mm-hmm. all of everything that's being discussed those mm-hmm. tears are at least real to an extent yeah, right yeah. yeah but at one point something happens with mm-hmm. the endurance challenge right that by the way anyone who came up with the idea for the show knew was eventually gonna fucking happen well, for sure. <laughs> i mean especially that and endurance then challenge. endurance challenge mm-hmm. yeah 
Yeah, yeah. And then, then the, one of the dudes who's on the same team as a woman who goes through some difficult shit hmm. starts weeping. Yeah. Like this very tall, like athletic, I think former NFL player, right? Mm. Yeah. And he just starts going, God damn. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if I go out, that's the way I want to go out. Like, he's very clearly like so inspired by this mm. woman. And I was just like, all right, fair enough. Sean, can I tell that's you That's tough something? to do. I did see the ambulances mm-hmm. yeah. actually in the preview mm-hmm. for episode two. So, mm-hmm. they, yeah, mm-hmm. Sean, I have to say, I also yeah. cried. <laughs> oh. You saw it. Mm-hmm. You I watched saw, episode I two. Saw episode two. Yeah. Oh god, that's damn an it. automatic that's fucking it. thriller. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, so three, big three. point. Do you see the pointy finger? There's <laughs> pointing at you. <laughs> Talk to the hand. But I have a question before we finish with the show. No, mm. I'm done. Do people, <laughs> do people drink whiskey by shots? I've, I don't think I've ever heard of that before. Only people yeah. who don't drink whiskey. Your yeah. fucking sister drinks it by shots. Does she? <laughs> like I said, it's like only people who don't drink whiskey. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it seems pretty common over here. Yeah. I didn't know that it was... Usually it goes mm. like this, right? It goes like this. All right, lads, we'll do, we're doing a round of shots. Tequila. And then someone goes, oh, no, I, I don't drink tequila. Right. What? Wh- uh, whiskey? And they're like, yeah, just whiskey is fine. Okay. Mm. Huh. So 20 of them, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, three trailers in the filler, yeah? <laughs> no. 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 Oh, oh, oh. No. Oh. I watched two episodes of this really shit show. It happens to be really shit. Oh, but hang, hang on, Sean. No, I mean, point of order. You watched a second episode, but not because he liked it. <laughs> it Hate watching counts. Yeah, fuck the show. Um, yeah, I'm never gonna watch it again. Uh, my critique of this show is that it's very, <laughs> very shit. poor, yeah. and people shouldn't watch it yeah. unless they really like reality television it's a lot. It's gladiators, basically. Hmm. Oh God, it's not. I wish it was gladiators. Okay. So next up, we've got the second of our movies, which is the oh, it's not, it's trust, it's just trust, trust, not, not that trust, not that trust, the trust, <laughs> <Dead> trust. <laughs> the dead trust. So it is about a pair of cops investigating a drug invasion stumbled upon a mysterious bank vault. Stars Nicolas Cage and Elijah Wood. So this has a mad eccentric sort of Nicolas Cage in it. It does, mm, and mm. a very grounded Elijah Wood ish. Mm. But he's not that grown. <laughs> <laughs> this was fine. This is mm. fine. I, I thought I, I didn't think it was uh, an amazing movie. I didn't think it was a crap movie. I just mm. thought it was middle of the road, grand, not great. Um, a couple of funny things in it. Uh, things like uh, you know, so they 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 find this vault, and the 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 whole thing about it is that they're trying to break in, mm-hmm. and how to go about it, and so on. And um, a suspicious cop turns up at one stage. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Nicholas Cage is standing in a backlit room overlooking <laughs> where they are with Venetian blinds half open. No, he keeps yeah. opening them like, with a gun. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like he couldn't be seen. Yeah. You know, it's just like, ah, Jesus, come on. But, uh, yeah, actually, that, that was one disappointment. It was so suspicious that the cop sort of just went home. I thought that they were going to, like, something was going to happen. Yeah. They, they yeah. might have yeah. used mm. that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, anyway, God. what do we think of this? What do we think? This movie is like Dumber and Dumber are cops. Dumber <laughs> yeah. Are yeah, cops. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And then they plan a really, well, plan is a very loose mm. usage of the word because I don't think there's any planning that goes mm-hmm. into it mm-hmm. except for buying a really expensive drill. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they're just so dumb and unlikable. Like Elijah Wood is the employee, or I should say, Nicholas Cage is the manager, mm-hmm. the police FBI manager to Nicholas uh, to mm-hmm. Elijah, Elijah Wood. Wood. Yeah. And they're both. I don't know which one is dumber because one is naive and the other <laughs> one's just an asshole. Yeah. And then like they plan this. They're kind of doing cop work, mm-hmm. and then they find that there is something suspicious going on, and they're like, "Are you thinking what I'm thinking?" And you're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, they're gonna." get like a special agent group and they're going to mm-hmm. solve this crime. Yeah. But no, they're like, let's commit a crime. Yeah. And there's no leap of faith. It's just uh, like, yeah, okay, that's the obvious conclusion of what these two police yeah. officers are going to do uh, is commit this like Ocean's Eleven-esque crime um, committed yeah. by Dumb and Dumber. And it was just so annoying to watch. Things like what you're saying, like we have characters popping up out of nowhere, like this police officer who's suspicious that shows up. And you think... Something's going to happen here. They're either going to mm-hmm. kill the guy and then kind of get into it, or the guy's going to get away, but then like secretly call the cops on them. Mm-hmm. Or You've seen too many movies, Shona. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happening there. There are people in the apartment that they're having to use to drill into this safe that, you know, become endangered, and nothing really is done there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that the film unfolds in terms of its... Uh, ending i oh it just ended i don't know mm-hmm. that i can say i i saw yeah. any point to a story yeah I, yeah i really didn't like this movie no. <laughs> i thought it was so dumb there was a few there was a point in the movie like the big reveal and mm. my re- reaction was literally like oh that's what it is yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's literally as tense as the movie got for me yeah 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 mike um this is a strange one because uh, like what you said is all valid. It's uh, not a lot happens, but they do the not happening much thing kind of interestingly sometimes. Mm. Have I just butchered the English language? Yeah, <laughs> like totally. <laughs> like for for example, <clears throat> in the I think I think it's the opening scene. Mm-hmm. Elijah Wood is having sex with a nubile young lady. Mm-hmm. And her breasts are all over the screen, mm-hmm. but they very deliberately zoom in on a birthmark underneath one of her breasts, which I thought was a very interesting way of getting us into his mindset without anything being said. I thought that was that was nicely done. And what's his mindset? I forgot about that scene. Like, what? What? Why was that scene? He's 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 some kind of. OCD kind of thing, you know. He's just he get he fixates on a detail, and he forgets about the bigger picture. Right. Um, so I thought that was a nice way of doing it, huh. and and that is carried through through the rest of the movie. Um, you know, he, you know, there's certain things with other characters which, in in the big picture, are minor issues. You you know, and Jim Nicholas Cage obviously sees it in the big picture sense he's like <laughs> this is this is not something we're dealing with but he can't get over the the detail right. okay. on that um i thought that scene was just an excuse to have like tits open a film so that people's attention is caught. well i mean i did appreciate the fact <laughs> that, they, that they did do that but, but i think there was more to it than just gratification for mikey <laughs> no no it worked for me as well yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I loved 
the uh, the venue. Really. Um, setting. Yeah, it it was like some kind of two thousand and one space odyssey, <laughs> but with scumbags. <laughs> uh, and it, what's the word? It. I don't know if it was a fair reflection on the Las Vegas Police Department, but they they certainly portrayed the uh, the feeling that everybody in this town is a scumbag. You yeah. know, whether they've got a badge or not, they're, they're all on the make. And uh, I'm sorry, Sean couldn't comment on that. <laughs> what can you do? It's Vegas, of course they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and even the like, at one point uh, they they go into a casino, mm-hmm. and it's so not cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the, I thought that was an understated way of showing the 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 conflict between the law and how things actually work in the town. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it made it a better story. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that it was interesting how they handled that, you know. Yeah. Um, so what I'm trying to say is it's not as bad as, <laughs> as you're making out. <laughs> it wasn't that good, but it wasn't that bad. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. grand. Mm. I, I thought. Grandish. Yeah, 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 yeah. What did you think of the acting? Well, Nicolas Cage, I feel like I've seen him play this character before. He does that in his sleep. Like the crazy. That's the thing. I was watching him and I was going, I, I can't believe he's gotten getting better movies. Elijah Wood mm. is, is a good actor as well, mm. but he's not. Done anything major recently, has he? No, no. no. Nothing uh, that you sort of go, oh yeah, he was in that and he was brilliant. Yeah, you know? yeah. Kind of after Lord of the Rings and Spider-Man, his, his, his stock he, went down. You I know? think he kind of prefers to do indie films. He's probably got like a lot of LOTR yeah. mm-hmm. money, mm-hmm. so he can do like cred work now rather than money work. And mm-hmm. isn't he part of like Leonardo DiCaprio's posse? So he's probably mm-hmm. just busy partying and Sleeping mm-hmm. with models, so who has uh, time to make? Must be really tough on him. Films. Jesus, <laughs> poor fella. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just pause a minute and reflect on that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm so glad I went to college and got an education. <laughs> Good job. So, mortgage, marriage, kids. <laughs> fucking so, catastrophe. <laughs> so what are, we, what are we saying here? That we, that we thought it was all right and a bit crap? No, that is not what I'm saying. You, you're saying mm. it's a bit crap. I thought it was terrible. Did you? Oh, really? Like how like, terrible? Like how, how terrible? Like on a scale of one to ten, not quite B level, uh, not quite a B film, but not hmm. good. <laughs> what was it that most offended your sensibilities? I hated the characters. Uh, I didn't care oh. about them. I didn't care about what they were doing. Okay, mm-hmm. their actions didn't make any sense to me. Their conflict, so-called mm-hmm. conflict, mm-hmm. wasn't believable. Um. It just seemed like it. It seemed like Dumb and Dumber did a cop film. Okay. I just hated the characters. Give us a mark. Um, I'm going to give this a four. A four, Mike. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll give it a five. A five. I'm with you on the five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very average. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a Sunday matinee. Nothing yeah. else on. Yeah. No. Literally nothing else. Literally on. <laughs> nothing else. Yeah. This this movie fails my airplane test, which is mm. that if I was in an airplane flying somewhere for several mm. hours and I have time to kill and this movie is available available to me to watch for free mm. and I have nothing better to do, I would still not watch it. Oh. 
Mm. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Oh. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Although it does prove the point that if Nic- Nicolas Cage is in it, I'm still going to watch it. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I like Nicolas Cage, and I think yeah. he, was, he's, he was good in this. I, I didn't see any problem, or both of them were. I didn't mm-hmm. see any problem with the acting. Yeah. Um, it's just not a very inspiring movie. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. One one of these days, I want to have a pint with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. He lives in Vegas, so if you were coming for the McGregor fight, like he's probably gone. Yeah, the McGregor fight that's not happening. It'll happen at 202. That's yeah. what <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk then, yeah. <laughs> right. Next up, we've got some previews. Come to Bicycle near you. And a bit of breathing. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And next, okay, so the first one we looked at was uh, Jason Bourne. So this has uh, Matt Damon back in the driving seat. Um, It has Julia Stiles, Tommy Lee Jones. Um, Did I see uh, Alicia Vikander? Mm -hmm. And loads of other people. Um, So this looks like more of the same but better. Pretty much, I think that sums it up. Yeah. Hmm. Can I just take a moment for a fist pump? <laughs> it's got Jason Bourne. Is that what I think it is, Mike? And Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> in the same fucking movie. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. So are we all excited? We're yeah. all going to watch this? Yeah, Word, this words good. fail me. Mm. Okay. I okay. think if you guys had to choose between Bond films or Bourne films, is there a competition even? Bourne. Yeah, yeah. Born for me. Yeah, uh, it's just smart. It's just smart. No, no, no. It, it uh, like you got to take the long view. Yeah. I mean, there's so yeah. many great Bond movies. There have been some not so great ones. Been uh, like, a lot of terrible Bond films. Yeah, like but Born only has what three, four movies to work off. You know, it's easy to so be you're great. Basically, going for quality over quantity. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> it, it's easy to be great for four movies. To be great for twenty out of twenty six or whatever, that's a that's a much taller order. I mean, if that was what the numbers were, sure. Yeah. <laughs> when it's closer to like 10, then maybe you need to start realizing. You know. I think what Mike is saying is he's going for quantity over movies that make sense and are good. <laughs> yeah. What, what would you go for, Sean? Bond or Bourne? Oh, oh bondage. Mean, look, Every I don't time. have the relationship with Bond that Mike does or that most people Mike's age do. You know? <laughs> uh, so Bourne. I'm just saying, like, Bourne has been around to me, basically, as long as Bond, you know? So, definitely Jason Bourne, even including the Jeremy Renner one, which I quite liked. I'm sad yeah, I like that they're too. ignoring uh, that character's story. Um, but I'm excited. I don't know what I think about the pitch. It seems very generic. Um, you know how, in all these movies, you haven't remembered things, and it's about you finding out things. Yeah? Drawn to one more, but you, you remember everything. Yeah. Okay, so then what would that movie be about? I mean... You probably you, you kill people, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because that would be the only thing. And have exciting escapes. I guess they're just gonna k- mm. kill everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully they keep some of the subtlety because the Bourne films were really dramatic and had amazing action. So yeah. yeah, we'll see. There's a great scene in the trailer for this film where like Bourne's in a desert in a fight club. It looks like, and he just walks mm. up to like a massive guy, one punch, and it sounds like he's mm. hitting pure metal and the guy just hits the ground yeah, it's a know. clang <laughs> and they were filming they were filming born the vegas scenes they were filming those recently 
those haven't been done for forever. Like I, I'm very impressed by the speed at which oh. the trailer got out with all the Vegas shots. Hmm. You'll be able to see my house in the movie. Oh, awesome. Is that the one burning in the background? Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The one with all the bullet holes. Um, they were there before they shot the movie. Um, okay, so the next one I looked at was The Do-Over. And this is about two down-their-look guys decide to fake their own deaths and start over with new identities, only to find the people they're pretending to be are in even deeper trouble. Thank you, IMDb, for the synopsis. So that's Adam mm-hmm. Sandler and... You lazy-ass motherfucker. David Spade. David Spade, David Spade. That's it. Yeah, this movie looks super dumb, but kind of on principle, I mostly now just reject all Adam Sandler films. Uh, Louis Guzman's in it, so I'm in. Louis <laughs> <laughs> Guzman? Yeah. The Puerto Rican yeah. superstar? That's who you're into? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, no. Um, it needs to be meaner. It- I, yeah, I know, I know what you mean by Adam Sandler movies, but I think this might be uh, a little bit more than a normal Adam Sandler movie. Hmm. Yeah, because it's Netflix, so they've there's a bit more money put into it. It looks like it's been it's been made better, but it still looks pretty shit. It looks like he's working for someone this time. Yeah. Mm. You know, rather than it being Happy Madison Productions mm. or whatever. Oh, it could be. I, I mean, it know. is Happy Madison. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Okay. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They signed a six-movie deal with them, Netflix. Oh. So basically, that's why The Ridiculous Six was a thing. Here's the thing, right? It's very smart because they have an inbuilt Adam Sandler audience that, and they can track all those views for the movie they just released, right? Ridiculous 6. So they know that now every time someone watches Ridiculous 6, they're going to get this movie, the do-over, is going to be suggested. Hey, you just mm-hmm. have fun watching that movie. Which, if you got to yeah. the end of it, you probably did. Mm-hmm. So just go on to this next one. It's called The Do-Over. It's got similar characters, similar ideas. The jokes are going to be the same. It's going to be fun. Now imagine that they get to do that with six films in a row. They can do Adam Sandler marathons. Nice. Mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Oh. I like Adam Sandler. Fuck you guys. Me too, but he's not trying. He's yeah. not trying not, anymore. not recently. He I, hasn't mm, been coming out with the gold recently. Yeah. 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 Um, like, uh, Happy Gilmore is still fantastic. Mm. Um, <laughs> anyway. Happy yeah. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> love eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> Shooter McGavern. Such a funny fucker. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Shooter McGavern. Breakfast? I'm just thinking of Kanye West. You eat pieces of shit like me for breakfast? Or do you eat people pieces of shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, eat breakfast the people shit? Thank you. Yeah. I couldn't think of it. Uh, um, the last one I looked at was the founder. Um, this is the story of McDonald's founder, Ray Kroc. And this stars uh, Michael Keaton, Patrick Wilson, um, and other people. Nick, Nick Offerman, Austin. of course. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm in. This looks good. It looks like the big short. They're talking directly to the camera <clears throat> yeah. uh, to explain some of the business yeah. concepts. Uh, and we'll see. It'll be carried by the strength of performances. I still find it like I found myself debating internally while I watched this trailer thinking, do I want to see basically a film that is a commercial for like how McDonald's came to be? And I thought my first reaction was, no, this is a weird product. A commercial for how it Promotion. came to be. Synergy. I don't know. I just it seemed like like the Facebook movie or Lego. But then movie. I started thinking or, exactly. Uh, okay. I I watched the Facebook movie and I liked it and I liked the Lego movie. So why do I have issues with watching a movie about McDonald's? Yeah. But you I just do. don't like McDonald's. You're just probably. being ridiculous. I'd say. 
probably. <laughs> no, no, no. But I know, I know, I know what the, the initial so, so, thought was. Yeah, in my yeah. head that's twigging, yeah. saying like, "This is weird." But then the other part of my head saying, "Well, what's weird about it mm. that you haven't liked with in other venues?" So yeah, yeah, doesn't mean it's not a good story. Yeah, I don't mm. know. I. It it looks intriguing, but part of me is weirded out. But I don't know mm. why yet. So I might get back to you. Do you on think? That. Do you think they'll sell more burgers? Probably. Due to it. I don't know. Maybe. Mm. Well, is that's a thing, actually. Are you worried about the maybe, synergy? Maybe at mm. the end of the movie, John Cena pops up and he's just like, I like American burgers. <laughs> <laughs> or, or he comes on and says, they also do salads. <laughs> or, <so. laughs> have, have you, have more you calories. seen the John Cena memes? No. No. You haven't seen the John Cena memes? Okay. All so right. there's currently a percentage of videos on the internet You're gonna have that to tweet you think are videos on the internet and are actually, they lead to just... So there's one that shows the evolution of humanity uh, in a time lapse yep. so it goes all the way from like neanderthal cromagnon like mm. all the way through but then at the end it just it becomes a picture of john cena <laughs> and it goes, it goes to his music his entrance music <laughs> so there's there's even a moment when he gets asked about it uh, and he goes well you know what i was actually on the internet the other day i was watching a video and uh i was getting really into it i was getting really uh really invested really interested and then my goddamn entrance music played, and I realized it was just another fucking joke about me. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, you need to find me. I'm going to send something. So that's like uh, the Rick Ashley ones, is it? Rick Ashley. Mm. Basically. Yeah, basically, the Rick Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Can I just say on Rick Ashley, when uh, my sister and I were young, like we were really into Rick Ashley, I know all the words to his album. Never gonna get I know mm. all the words. Mm-hmm. My sister... When she was like grade four, so I don't know how old you'd be, seven or eight. Mm-hmm. She had a dream. <laughs> this is like an adorable little insight to like a seven-year-old girl's uh-huh. like crush on Rick Astley. Uh-huh. She had a dream that she and Rick Astley were figure skaters. And they were figure skating all around a rink, jumping over people that were trying to get in their way. And she'll never forgive you for putting that on the internet. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> So, Sean, uh, you do have a dog. Yeah, Sean, I heard a dog. Yeah, or, or yeah, is a rental agreement not allowed? Mm. What? Uh, no, my rental agreement would never allow that, <laughs> okay. sure. Oh. Look, look, maybe next week I'll have an interesting story about the various <laughs> legal conundrums I find myself in <laughs> and the uh, appropriate measures that I take, the steps <laughs> that I use you know, in my life to achieve various all right okay 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 leave him alone <laughs> stay away from the tv <laughs> i'm just playing i'm just playing that was just jokes maybe that was just jokes um yeah i think that's all we have for this week is it yeah we don't did, did we not sure. did we not tell mark to go fuck himself <laughs> that's what i've been doing can you not tell <laughs> Whatever it was, I'm sure it was really important. No. <laughs> we miss you, Mark. We miss you, Mark. <laughs> Come back, Mark. <laughs> right, we'll leave it there. Uh, so from Mike, Shona, Sean, and Steve, stay classy. <laughs>